0: Welcome to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. This episode is the second part of our series focused on organizational engagement. Last time we introduced the concept of organizational engagement and defined the six elements within. Today we'll talk about how this information is being brought to life. Welcome back, Jim. I'm looking forward to our discussion. Hey, Mike. It's good to see you
1: again and good to talk with you. Always enjoy our our times together.
0: Me too. Let's dive in. What can you tell us about how your research is being used around the world?
1: Well, it's actually gone a lot farther than I would have expected. I mean, as you know, with academics, we like to have a paper published. And then it's like, well, we got something peer-reviewed. This is great. And uh, at least I could confirm to my grandkids that my life was worth something because I got a peer-reviewed paper. But uh, going beyond that, it's been translated into Russian. It was used in a study by a PhD uh, candidate over there. It was translated into Italian and used in two very different factories over in Italy. One actually made spaghetti, if you can believe that, in Italy, but it was really true. And um, it's also, with my newer research, has been translated into, let's see, Mandarin, uh, Japanese, Dutch, French, Spanish, and has been used. Now, this is primarily the efficacy research because that's the more academic piece of it. But uh, my latest piece of research that's being used with my work is a doctoral student from Iran who's studying multicultural diversity. I really didn't expect it to go this far, but I think part of it goes back to to Bandura saying nobody's ever done this before. And so now there's a tool that people can access and go and use to study, first of all, organizational efficacy. And now I'm using it for organizational engagement at a much broader level around the world.
0: That's wonderful to hear that you've got it translated into eight different languages and, and you know, actively being used and, and applied all around the world. Do you have any examples that you can share with us about specific projects that have either been conducted or that you've conducted and the impacts of those projects? The
1: projects that, I've, that have come through from other PhD researchers have shown relationships with things like improved employee well-being. Of all things, they, they use that as another research article improved employee retention. And that's where I will go into the research that I'm doing right now, specifically with organizational engagement. One organization that I worked with showed their production profitability went up. And the only way to explain that over an 18-month period, or, well, this is one, one, one way, there's probably other variables, but, but organizational engagement went up as well, specifically in areas of communication specifically in areas of mission. And so what happened was the organization took very seriously, we need to communicate better why we're doing what we're doing. I mean, you hear this stuff all the time, but they actually went and did something about it. And then we need to uh, show as a leadership team that we're very focused on what this mission is about. And so those two things, uh, two years later, we actually showed seven to 8% improvement in both of the axes. So it shows that if an organization, let's just put it this way, <clears throat> any company can work on 40 different projects to fix their organization. There's so many th- different things we can do, but focusing on one or two of the six that I just talked about in the last session, like in a Pareto chart and finding out where do your employees think you're weak, where do they think you're strong? So if they think you're really weak in the area of accountability, well, my goodness, go and work in the area of accountability for a while. Improve those areas, and so all of a sudden, the entire organizational performance will come up. I'm still uh, in early in early studies of uh, other organizations with that, but I can say conclusively that, that the one big study that I did proved that there was a financial improvement in profitability in concert with uh, raised o- organizational engagement. So there's definitely something to it, and again, the value of it that I see is. It's only 30 questions. It's a quick survey, just like any other survey. But within there, you have these vectors that are going to come up. And out of the six, one of them is going to stand out really strong as being, this is great. And another thing I need to tell you about is in one of the locations in the world, I won't reveal it, but one of the locations in the world, their profitability went up dramatically along with their organizational engagement. And it was in a place that you might not expect. It was in Asia, I can tell you that. And we looked at all of the other data with inside of there, and their leadership scores were very high. So, what it means is just by focusing a couple of those areas, they can actually change the financial performance of the organization. I don't want that to be the only reason that we do this. My primary reason is to make sure that people have in more enjoyable work environments, make things more human. But if you can improve profitability and improve employee satisfaction in the process, that's a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, I agree. We definitely spend a lot of time at work and we should be enjoying what we do. So I love the core mission for doing this. Uh, at the same time, if you're going to do this, might as well make some additional profit along the way and uh, have some success. Can you talk a little bit about the frequency maybe that some of these organizations were asking these questions and monitoring these metrics? I don't recommend that they do it very often.
1: And again, I think it's something that can be done. Alternatively, on alternative years, in other words, do an organizational engagement one year, get those metrics, work toward those things, do employee engagement the next year. If you're going to do them together, you have to make sure that you really parse them out because otherwise you you may get information that's going to be confusing to leadership. The ones that I've worked with so far, it's only been more infrequent. I mean, some of them are only just a one-time deal, but the one was two years later, which I think was wise gave them enough time to make some course corrections. One of the challenges I see with employee engagement is that they do it every year and it really doesn't move because they really haven't addressed previous issues that were there before. So I think every two years is is more than adequate because these are strategic things, not just local uh, issues. Hope that makes sense.
0: Uh, Absolutely, and I like the distinction you're making where it's a strategic uh, lever, so it probably won't move as quickly you know, if you're measuring this every three months or every six months or something like that, I think you had the nail on the head earlier when you were talking about taking a look at all six elements and maybe picking just one to work on and focusing on that. What additional advice can you give to leaders and organizations looking to adopt or further their efforts around organizational engagement? Well, I think the, the biggest
1: challenge for executives in this is employee engagement has been around for 20 years. And like any other managerial tool that we've seen for a long time, I mean, just think back to quality circles or some of those other things are around, they get used for a long time because people become very comfortable with them. Organizational engagement is is a newer tool, uh, like other things. And so it will be the work of executives to say, we're going to do this because we want the strategic benefit of those six elements without being able to say there's a 20-year track record of this because I don't have that. What I do have is a, a pretty dense research base that goes back to Bandura. 50 years ago, I just pulled it into the organization. But I would say the primary thing is you don't have to worry about this being an either or. You can do employee engagement and do this, but you're going to get some dramatically different answers. And with employee engagement, you're getting very local. This is you know Mike and his team. With organizational engagement, every uh, professor in the university and every student is looking outbound to UWM, if you catch my drift. And so they're gonna be completely different in many ways. I think you can probably use one to refine the other. But the key thing is, there won't be a 20 year research base on this. But I think that's one of the the disadvantages of employee engagement has become almost passe to many, many employees. And it's like, well, we've seen this for a long time and they don't take it very seriously. The other value of this that that makes it some dramatically different is it's at the strategic leadership team level. This is four or five hundred, maybe a thousand people saying, we really think we've got a problem with communication in this company. And so now you have executives, the senior HR people, senior finance people, senior legal people. What can we do together to look at the communication piece very, very clearly? as opposed to just looking at individual departments and how individual leaders. I think there's a much more powerful upward value of that, uh, if, if that makes sense.
0: Another question I have is how can an executive use organizational engagement in the context of COVID-19?
1: So I'm glad you asked that one too, because everybody's so focused on COVID-19 right now. It's easy to see, well, how would you use this uh, structure or this approach? But the reality is, is that whether you're working virtually whether you're working globally, whether you're working face-to-face, whether you're working geographically, those same six things still apply. You still want to know if people believe they know where we're going. In fact, I think in the context of COVID-19, it's even more important. Do we know where we're going? Can we work together? That should be checked. And if it's not, well, what is the cause of that? Maybe it's technology. Do we know what's going on? Do we have uh, communication? Is it really effective or are we just doing too many meetings? The context of organizational resilience, can we survive? We talked about that a little bit before, but the notion of this is what's going on, this is what's happening. Um, Leader commitment and also even the notion of accountability. Those same six things would apply whether you were literally working with a team on Mars or whether you were working uh, four feet away. The concepts, the vectors, the elements of organizational engagement are the same. And I think in the context of COVID-19, it's even more important to know what your organizational people
0: think about what's happening in the company. Thanks a lot for going a little deeper on that subject with us. Jim, thanks again for sharing all this advice and research. I think it's really going to help our listeners out. If any of our listeners wanted to pick up one of your books, uh, where would they be able to access it? Well, they can go out to amazon.com. It's available both in print and
1: in Kindle. Type in if your water cooler could talk, it'll show up. It's got reviews from uh, PhDs, it's got reviews from organizational experts, uh, HR VPs, consultants, and um, they like what they've read. And the, and the one of the organizations that endorsed it has also done a review for me out there, so it's pretty exciting. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, you, can, you have you have my information. I'll be glad to talk with them, free of charge, to explain what it's
0: about. No problem. But I'd, I'd encourage them to go out and get the book and read it. Yeah, I would too. Thanks, Jim. It's a great read, an easy read, and also a lot of wonderful tips, tools, and research in there to take advantage of. So highly recommend it. Jim, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for sharing your research and examples with us. I'd also like to thank our listeners. We wish you the best of luck as you move forward on your leadership journey. and Check back in the future for more episodes.